0: A few years ago, a journalist from the Daily Telegraph called me to discuss the state of the music industry in Sydney. At one point in my career, I could conceivably play between 6 and 10 gigs in a week, pretty much every week of the year. I didn't often do that, but the opportunity was certainly there. I had studio commitments and also private teaching commitments. Uh, which I, I wanted to focus on as well. So I wasn't taking some of the lunchtime gigs that were available during the week and and so forth. And some of the you know, Monday, Tuesday night gigs that were on offer around Sydney in hotel lobby bars and things like that at the time. For many reasons, those days are gone. I don't want to get into all the whys and wherefores on this matter and start a blame game, which often musicians fall into. But the journalist was quite surprised when I answered her first question on this matter. She asked me why the music industry had fallen to the state it is in. And I responded that first of all, musicians needed to have a look at what they were offering. And that's still the case today. If you wish to fund your own shows and tours, then all power to you. I've seen that done. And I've worked for people who have done that and it hasn't always been a good good ending, a good result. I have also done that myself with my own music, and it hasn't always been pretty. If you are looking to work regularly as a musician, and that is the point of what these podcasts are about, then you need to consider what value you are adding to the venue or event that you are being booked for. What do you offer that will see the gig, event, wedding, whatever it might be, be more of a success, be a greater experience for the people in attendance. Most pub and club gigs are about entertainment that will make people enjoy the place. Stay there for a longer period of time, which means that they'll probably spend more money in the venue. Hopefully they will tell their friends they had a great time, want to come back to the venue with their friends and spend more money in the venue. Now, venues need patrons to survive Our artistic aspirations are not something most consider when they book us. I often made the mistake as a young musician, thinking that people would want to hear me play something, hopefully well enough, and that would be good enough for the venue or the occasion. And so some of what I played was pretty foreign to the audience and the context in which I was employed. I've learnt my mistakes from that, and I've changed quite a lot since then. So consider this, are you presenting something that will engage with people in the venue? There are many aspects to a show, from the song choices, the sound, the lighting, even how we address. And then we need to also consider how we engage with the audience. If people are being engaged, they will typically stay around. If they stick around, the venue will notice, that's what we want. I've learned a lot from my early mistakes of trying to be a guitar virtuoso and failing miserably, not so much with the playing. In fact, I think I was a better player when I was younger than I am now, but with the way I presented the material and the times I chose to present it. A couple of venues that I work at regularly have advertised my gigs as not just having great music, but great comedy, courtesy of me, and great stories in between the songs. I love to make jokes and include people in them. I make up all sorts of silly things. I try to find some point of connection with someone in the audience and I'll talk to them. I love to tell little stories in between songs and relate them to what I or Bianca and I or the band I'm playing in or whatever are actually about to do or what we have just done. And also try and find some point of connection when I'm telling stories or jokes between myself, perhaps my duo partner, generally it's Bianca, or whoever else I might be working with, and someone in the audience. And this has worked really well for me. Now, song choice is another biggie. And of course, that's ultimately why we're there. They want music. So we need to consider how we pace our set or several sets across the night. How do we take people on a journey with us as we play music? What is it that the venue wants from us or expects from us in terms of music and also volume? That's also very important. Playing in a lounge area or a cocktail bar is going to be different to playing from a pub crowd in terms of material and possibly interaction as well. I still do the occasional instrumental gig. There's not many around anymore. If I am booked to play instrumental music, In a cocktail bar setting I might talk to the people I'll often look around and try and engage them with eye contact and I will try to play music that serves the purpose of me being there so I want you to carefully consider how your sets will flow read the room if there is a crowd on the dance floor then keep them there It might mean that you have to go past your designated break to do so, but it will be worth it. I was playing in a band one night. The dance floor was packed with maybe 80 to 100 people. The whole whole place was packed actually that night. We'd actually just played um, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go by Wham, people were going crazy on the dance floor. The singer, who also happened to play guitar, changed the set list, and went into Arms Wide Open by Creed. It was one of the biggest train wrecks I've ever experienced uh, on stage. It completely killed the vibe that was in the room, what the, the energy that we had and the momentum that we had in the set. All those people on the dance floor quickly sat down. Some left the area and some even left the venue. I've also seen other musicians, when the dance floor has been packed, announce that they are going to have a break because they have played for 45 minutes and so it's time for them to stop. I've also seen musicians refuse to play an extra song at the request of management because they were advertised until 11.30, so they were stopping at 11.30. There was no way that they were going to go until 11.35. A dance floor of unhappy people will remember that and the manager will also make a note of it in their report. So these are things to keep in mind when we're playing at a pub or club in a cover gig situation. Private functions and dedicated music venues can be a different beastie altogether. When it comes to such a gig, and in terms of dedicated music venues, there's not too many of those left around Sydney anymore. You need to be prepared to play very well to sound good and work out how to best engage with others in that environment. It's a different thing to playing a pop song or a rock song that everyone loves. You still need to read the room and be respectful of the desires of those booking you. If they have a dress code, you should follow it. Your best T-shirt is not going to cut it with a wedding booked at a winery where it is stated it will be a formal affair. I was booked to play instrumental guitar for a wedding reception once with another guitarist. I was wearing a suit and tie, as specified on the job sheet. He was wearing a t-shirt and jeans. He knew the expectations beforehand and decided to ignore them anyway. Now, the wedding at the winery um, was very formal. The couple were truly a power couple, if that makes sense. One was a lawyer, the other was a top accountant they had a lot of money to throw around and they gave me a very nice tip at the end as well I'm not sure the other guy got that I was booked again by the winery and they also told me they wouldn't be using the other guy in the future because of the disregard he had displayed for this couples weddings and their expectations so ask yourself what benefit do you bring to the venue or event as a musician Why should a venue book you when there are plenty of other musicians who are willing to play there? And some of them will be willing to do it for free because they just want to play. They're not worried about money from the occasional gig that they do, or they believe that the exposure will serve them well for something. We'll talk about exposure another time. Um, Yeah, anyway, I won't get into that right now. If you want to charge more than others, why do you deserve it? If you want to see a diary that's filled with bookings, think about what it is that you have to offer that will see that happen. Always remember that getting to play music for other people is a privilege. There are many other things competing for people's attention and time. People do not need to leave their homes anymore to be entertained. Be respectful of the music, respect the other musicians you play with, respect the patrons, the venue and the agent who has booked you and it will serve you well. If you've enjoyed this episode in this podcast and would like to see the podcast continue, perhaps you could uh, support me on my Patreon page or you could buy me a coffee. There'll be some links in the text.